This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Amen. God wanted me to share a, uh, a good news message for us today. Hallelujah. As we start the word portion of our service, amen, we're going to turn to Deuteronomy 34 and 1. I will be reading from the Amplified Version. All right. Deuteronomy 34 and 1. We know the word Deuteronomy means second law. So this was Moses giving the law for the second time to the children of Israel, but this time to the second generation, the generation that was either very young or just born in the wilderness. Amen. We know this is the group of individuals that were freed by God through the use of Moses from Egypt, which represented the world or a slave to sin, and now they were brought into the wilderness. But now here in the book of Deuteronomy, the second generation is now coming into their own. The older generation has started to die out. All right. And this second generation would be the one to go into the promised land. But a big event had to happen first. And we will take a look at it today in our first number of scriptures. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, Moses means drawn out. So he was the drawn out one. Hallelujah. Here we go with the reading of God's holy word. Deuteronomy 34 and 1. It is our first scriptural slide. And it reads, Now Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, that is opposite of Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land, from Gilead to Dan, and all Naphtali, and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh. And all the land of Judah to the western sea, which to our modern thinkings would be the Mediterranean Sea. Next slide, next verse. Verse 3 reads, And Negev, south country, and the plain in the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zoar. Then the Lord said to him, This is the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Our first point for the day, amen, holiday, is this Moses as the lawgiver and representing the law and scriptures. Moses gave the law. God used him to give the law. We know God's law is holy, it's just and good. But it can't make us holy, just, and good. It is a standard of God's holiness. Hallelujah. But man, because of his weakness, cannot keep the law. But Moses represents the law. Let me read this again. Moses is the lawgiver representing the law in scriptures. Could never enter in or lead the people into the promised land. In other words, the people could not enter into the promised land by way of their good works, by way of their law keeping. And Moses, representing the law, could not lead the people into the promised land. We cannot get into promise through our own self-righteous efforts, through our own religious efforts. Thus, the end of Moses' time on earth came right as the people approached the promised land. God had another plan for his people to enter promise. However, there would be a great obstacle that they would face. 
And I put on the bottom here, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. That's from the Gospel of John, verse, chapter 1, verse 17. Amen. What's going on here? Amen. What is happening here? Hallelujah. Saints of God, this is a direct word for the go for, from God for us. We are on the precipice of promise. But we will not get there by old means, by old ways, by religious self-efforts that all of us, including myself, have engaged in. As we see with Moses, it was time for Moses' ministry to end. It was time for God to transition the people to something else that would carry them into the promise. And saints have got all the residue, all the things we've learned over the number of years that were in self-righteousness or self-effort or our attempts to gain God's favor through our own works will not work for us anymore. They will not help us break through into the promised land. Each of us have our own individual promises that God has for us. Hallelujah. And the church has a promise that God has for it as well. But just like the children of Israel, we're not going to be able to get over there with Moses. God has another plan. So with all that being said, amen. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. Our title for today is Preparation for Promise, Overcoming the Jericho in Our Lives. God's preparing us for promise. Well, Brother Pastor, I look to the left, I look to the right, I don't see too many people. Brother Pastor, I've been in church a long time and I've heard a lot of messages like this. And we're still here. He spoke to me over and over again as I slept. Prepare the people for promise. Prepare the people for promise. We're about to go in. But we got to be prepared before we go in. If we look at the major characters in the Bible, oftentimes they fell once they got that promise. Because there was something in them that they, were, that they were not prepared for. There was something they faced that they were not prepared for. That ultimately caused their individual downfall. Hallelujah. We have heard of churches and, 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 and great revivals and breakthroughs and movements within the body of Christ that have always failed because there was something that the people were not prepared to encounter whether it was success was drug sex alcohol whatever it may be power these are the things that plague us as human beings drug sex power we're doing it my way and God wants to prepare us before we enter into promise how it was done his way he's the same yesterday today and forevermore and he's going to avail his plan to us today. Somebody say amen. Let me pray. Amen. This is far too great for me to do today. Father God, we come before in the matchless name of Jesus on this first Sunday, June 6, 2021 of the month of June. And Father God, now you have a word for us, Lord God, specifically. Hallelujah. And all those that are joining us online for their individual lives. 
This task you've given me is far, far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today. Unveil your plan today for success like never before. And we won't fail to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. Because you do all things well. In Jesus' name, let somebody say, Amen. Preparation for promise. Overcoming the Jericho in our lives. Here we go. Next slide, please. Amen. From law to grace, entering into promise. Let's take a look at this. Amen. Next slide, please. Our verse is Joshua 1, 1. Reading from the Amplified Version. We're going to read a few verses here. Hallelujah. Now it happened after, I'm reading from the Amplified Version again. Now it happened after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant or attendant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise to take his place. Cross over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. I have given you every place on which the sole of your foot treads, just as I promised to Moses. Now, obviously, this is directly to Joshua and is concerning the children of Israel, but it is consistent with God's uh, character, God's way of doing things. Amen. Hallelujah. So if he did it for that group of people, he can do it for us. Hallelujah. Next slide. Next verse. Hallelujah. Verse five says, no man, hallelujah, will be able to stand before you, oppose you as long as you live. Hallelujah. Saints, no one's going to be able to oppose us. Hallelujah. As long as the Lord is with us. Hallelujah. Just as I was present with Moses, hallelujah, so will I be with you. I will not fail you or abandon you. God's not going to fail us or abandon us. Be strong and confident and courageous, for you will give this people an inheritance, the land which I swore to, the, to their fathers' ancestors to give them. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the times we're going to have to be strong and courageous, y'all. Hallelujah. Because the things we face, amen, are far too great for us. The promises. The things that God has in store for us individually as a church are far too great for us to achieve on our own. You're going to need to be strong and very courageous. Which means sometimes being out of your comfort zone. Only, he emphasizes again, only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do everything in accordance with the entire law which which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may prosper and be successful wherever you go. Thank God Jesus fulfilled the law for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 5, 17. He came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. He fulfilled it on our behalf. Next slide. Next verse. Verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall read and meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that's written in it. Thank God Jesus did. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will be successful. Have I not commanded you? Here he goes the third time. Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or dismayed, intimidated. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go do you believe that today that the lord is with you wherever you go no i'm not going in that's for the people that's not like me 
They don't look like me. They don't act like me. Nobody in there going to like me. There's going to be some instances you got to walk into places where nobody looks like you, nobody thinks like you, but the Lord is with you wherever you go. Oh, they're not going to like me. You know, when we are in the will of God and he is carrying us to certain situations, our insecurities will come to the surface. Those things we've made excuses for all our lives will start to spring forth. Just like they did for Moses. I'm not smart enough. I don't speak well enough. I'm not handsome or pretty enough. I'm not this complexion or that complexion. I don't have this grade of hair. I'm not the preacher like this preacher. He's with us wherever we go. Hallelujah. It's not a feeling. It's an understanding that he is. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Our point two here is scripturally jo Joshua represents a type of Christ who completely fulfilled the requirements of the law on our behalf. So they can't go into the promised land through Moses. He represents the law. But Joshua, hallelujah, means the same as Jesus. Jesus is a Greek uh, way of saying uh, Yahshua, a Joshua. Joshua means Savior. Only the Savior can lead us into promise. God, through his use of Joshua, Savior, Jesus, his successor to Moses' law, would finally lead the children of Israel into the promised land. God, however, warned Joshua to be strong and very courageous because he knew the obstacles Joshua and the people would face when entering the promised land. There's things we can't see yet that are going to threaten us, that are going to try to intimidate us, that are going to try to stop us. It could be a law. It could be an amount of money. It could be a group of individuals. It could be a number of things. But God knows, we don't know, when he's trying to prepare us, that he's always with us. Even when the pastor isn't around, he's with you. Even when the church is closed, he's with you. Even when people won't answer your text, he's with you. Nobody replies to your Facebook post. He is with you. There's a tendency to lean on the arm of flesh. And listen, I understand we're social creatures. That's how God made us. He made us to spend time with one another, fellowship with one another, have a good time with one another. But we are also, as human beings, wishy-washy. Why? People aren't always there for you to depend on. Also, we're limited. We're not in all places at one time. We're not omnipresent. We're not omniscient. We're not omnipotent. Only one person is. That person is God. You got to know that you know that you know. Even if nobody agrees with you, if God said something to you that he means to bring it about, amen, regardless of who agrees with you. And I'm not talking about how to do your opinion on something. I'm talking about something God birthed in you. 
something God made real to you, something that God spoke to you over and over again, and you know that you know that you know that it's God. Oh, God, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Amen. But listen, God spoke to me over and over again for two years that this was my wife. But the world did not agree. I didn't hear it once. I didn't hear it twice. I didn't hear it three times. I heard it over and over again for two years. When I wanted to hear it, when I didn't want to hear it, when I was confused, when I was wishy-washy, when I was in faith, when I was out of faith, God kept speaking over and over and over again. Why? Because he knew the obstacles that I and she were going to face. Similarly, there's some things that God wants you to be prepared to face because there will be opposition to the will of God coming to pass in your life. My God, be strong and very courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Be strong and very courageous in his inbirthed will in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What I shared was not to offend anybody. Amen. Hallelujah. But it's a reality of my life. It's my testimony. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. Obstacle to promise. The city of Jericho. We're going to learn a little bit about Jericho and see why it's an obstacle to promise. Amen. Next slide, please. What you see before you, amen, is a render of the city of Jericho. Amen. And real quickly, uh, Jericho means a place of fragrance. It's a fenced city in the midst of the vast grove of palm trees. In the plain of Jordan, over against the place where that river, talking about the Jordan River, was crossed by the Israelites. Its site was near the Ain Es Sultan Elisha fountain about five miles west of the jordan river so it's five miles west of the jordan river all right it was the most important city in the jordan valley and the strongest fortress in all the land of canaan it was the key to western palestine my god and we see a little picture here we see that it was a double walled city Amen. And it, it had very high walls. Amen. And you can't read it there, but it says in that wording there that uh, archaeologists have found pieces of that wall and have determined that it must have been some kind of earthquake that tore the walls down. Hmm. My God. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Faith and grace found in Jericho. Well, let me, let me, before I move on to that, amen, Jericho represents a strong fortress in your life with walled cities, walled, wall, a walled place that's very intimidating. Go build that building. Go build that church. Oh, it says that it costs like 
$2 million to build that church in 2021. That would be a walled city. That would be something intimidating. Oh, we don't have a million members to pay for that. But God. A walled city could be, I don't think I'm pretty. I'm not going to get married. The world will say I'm not pretty. Statistics will say I won't get married. That would be a walled city in your life. You could be struggling financially. Never had a breakthrough in your financial life. And God says, I'm going to bless you to be a blessing to others. And you got a job making minimum wage. How is that going to happen? That would be a walled city. That would be your Jericho. Hallelujah. Whatever the things are, whatever the possibilities are in your life that are blocked by some kind of obstacle, they are a type of Jericho to you and I. Amen? Moving on. Faith found, faith and grace found in Jericho. This, this walled city, the most fortified city in the land of Canaan, this, this, this city that blocked the entrance of the Israelites into further exploration into the land of Canaan. How is their faith and grace found in Jericho? Hallelujah. Next slide. Our verse is Joshua 2, 1. Amen. I'm reading from the Amplified Version again. Hallelujah. And it reads, Joshua the son of Nun sent two men a scout secretly from Shittim, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho, the walled city. So they went and came to the house of, the prosti of a prostitute named Rahab and lodged there. Now the king of Jericho was told before Behold, men from the sons of Israel have come here tonight to spy and search out the land. We're going to now skip down to verse, uh, verse 8. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. Now, before the two men lay down to sleep, Rahab came up to them on the roof. She said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the terror and dread of you has fallen on us and that all inhabitants of the land have melted in despair because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you. And when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan on the east to Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. So here Rahab, this prostitute, someone not looked on favorably, extends favor to the two spies that Joshua sends. And then gives them the testimony of how they've heard of all that the Lord has done for the Israelites. And her key statement is, I know the Lord has given you the land. Who's she's speaking in it in past tense like it's happened already. Who's going to give you that thing? Is it your grind? I'm not against hard work. We should work hard within the will of God. Is it that you're just so more talented than everybody else? Are you the smartest in the room? No, the Lord has given you the land. And she was so convinced, like I said, she spoke about it in past tense, like it already happened. And we got to get to the point where, where God promises us something, hallelujah. We've got to see it as already done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Hallelujah. Listen, everything inside of you, amen, besides the Holy Spirit, will tell you it's not going to happen. This is impossible. You might as well move on to plan B. In God, there is no plan B. In God, there is no plan B. There are times we as individuals choose the permissive will of God and God, because he loves us, blesses us, hallelujah, but it's not his perfect will. It's his permissive. He allows us and all the accompanying uh, consequences go along with that as well. Plan A. This is your land. This is, I promised you whatever this individual thing is, it will happen for the Living Waters Christian Center. I will do it. I will give you the city. Next slide. Next verse. Verse 11 says, When we heard it, our hearts melted in despair. This is Rahab still talking. And, fi- and, and, if, and a fighting spirit no longer remained in any man because of you. Imagine your enemies not even wanting to fight anymore because they just heard of all that God did for you. Stop trying to defend yourself. Oh, that doesn't even meet with our culture. Don't fight for yourself. What? The more you defend yourself, the more the Lord doesn't. He got you. They have no more spirit to fight you in them. Hallelujah. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on the earth. This prostitute, this unfavored young woman is declaring that the Lord is God. He is the God of heaven above and on the earth. This pagan person is declaring the the Lord God. And now please swear an oath to me by the Lord, since I have sworn you ki- shown you kindness, that you also show kindness to my father's household, family, and give me a pledge of truth and truthfulness, and spare my father and my mother and my brothers and my sisters along with everyone who belongs to them, and let us all live. Jumping down to verse 17, next slide please. Hallelujah, the men said to her, we shall be blameless and free from the oath which you have made us swear, unless when we come into the land, you tie this cord of scarlet thread. We're going to come back to this. In the window through which you let us down and bring into the house your father, your father, your mother, and your brothers in all your father's household so that they will be safe. Sounds similar, amen, to uh, uh, them putting the blood over the, the, the doorpost, amen, during the Passover. But if anyone goes out the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head. That is on his own responsibility, and we shall be blameless and free from our oath. However, if a hand is laid on anyone who is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our heads. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. What's going on here? Point three. When preparing to overcome the obstacle of the walled city of Jericho, God had had a witness full of faith that showed favor to his people. Rahab represents salvation of a sinner by grace. The world would look down upon her. Men would take advantage of her. But she represents salvation by grace. She didn't deserve it. She didn't earn it. She did show favor, amen, to the two spies. 
But could that ter- overturn a lifestyle, a, life, a lifetime, amen, of being a, a prostitute? The scarlet red thread placed in her family's window pointed forward to the blood of Christ that was shed to pay all of mankind's sins. Jesus is in the Old Testament veiled, concealed. It's not a coincidence that a red scarlet thread would be put out the window to represent the blood of Jesus covering Rahab and her family. Since you don't know how much grace you bring to your family because you're the saved one. Not only was Rahab saved, but her family as well. We represent a doorway by which an opportunity where our family members can get saved. True salvation and promise comes through the person of Jesus Christ, of whom Rahab was an ancestor of through her marriage to Salmon, a prince of the tribe of Judah and one of the spies she helped. She went on to marry one of them spies. And she became an ancestor of Jesus. My God. She's in Jesus' lineage. There are no coincidences with God. She was there for a reason. Hallelujah. This Gentile is in the lineage of Jesus. My God. Hallelujah. Faith and favor was found in Jericho. You may have someone who shows you favor in a situation you did not expect. And you don't know why. No, we we really do know why. It's the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. The walls of Jericho come tumbling down. Next slide. We're coming out of Joshua 6 and 1. I'm still in the Amplified Version of the Bible. We're talking about preparation for promise, overcoming the Jericho in our lives. We all have Jerichos that we face or obstacles. Some we know about, some we may not even know about. You know, after you get that raise, after you get that promotion, after you get that breakthrough, amen, hallelujah, there are challenges that come along with it. Why? Because we live in a fallen world. Everybody's not going to be happy for you. Everybody's not going to be celebrating you. And everybody will say that you changed, but no, they changed. My God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. As I get my microphone adjusted here. Amen. Let's read Joshua 6 and 1. Now Jericho, a fortified city with high walls, was tightly closed because of the people's fear of the sons of Israel. No one went out or came in. The Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hands. Who's given Jericho into Joshua's hands? The Lord. Who will give you your promise into your hands? The Lord. Do you have to earn it? No. Do you have to work for it? No. How do I work for something that's given to me? With his king and the mighty warriors. 
Now you shall march around the city, all the men of war, circling the city once. You shall do this once each day for six days. Next slide, next verse. Verse 4. Also seven priests shall carry seven trumpets made of ram's horn ahead of the ark. And then on the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a loud blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall cry out with a great shout, a battle cry, and the wall of the city will fall down in its place, and the people shall go up, each man going straight ahead, climbing over the rubble. Let's stop here for a second. Hallelujah. Let's break down some things. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says also seven priests and seven trumpets. Hallelujah. This seven is God's number of completion. God's number of, uh, of, of universality. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I believe it also points to the seventh day. Amen. Which is Jesus' millennial reign. Hallelujah. The ram's horn. Whenever there's a ram, that means that death took place to get that horn for the ram. That death points to Jesus. Hallelujah. The sacrifice. Hallelujah. Dying on the cross for us. Amen. And when the ram's horn is blown. Amen. It's symbolic of Jesus saying it is finished. Hallelujah. It's a proclamation of his death. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So this is the symbolism of the ram's horn. Hallelujah. And hallelujah. The seven trumpets. The seven priests. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, that it is all about Jesus. There's such symbolism of Jesus and all that they did as God gave them a plan where he would conquer Jericho. Now, let me say this. And we even did this a few years ago. I was directed to, though. But it's not it would be presumptuous for us to specifically copy what God told the Israelites here. Him giving all those instructions were really about, are you going to trust me? So like, for example, you walking around something seven times for seven days, once a day for six days, and then the seventh may not work for you. But the key point here is that we follow whatever instruction God gives us for a given situation. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because we'll think as modern day Christians, amen, everything will be solved if we walk around something once a day for six days and on the seventh day walk around seven times. That's not the case. And that's not the point that's being made here. Amen? Everything does point to Jesus, though. Amen. That's the common denominator, Jesus. Amen. All right, let's jump down to, uh, we're staying in Joshua 6. Let's jump down to verse 15. Amen. Next slide, please. Verse 15 says, Then on the seventh day they got up early at daybreak and marched around the city in the same way seven times. And on the day that they marched around the city seven times, and the seventh, and the seventh time when the priest had blown the trumpet, Joshua said to the people, Shout! For the Lord has given you the city. Who had given them the city? The Lord. Verse 20, we jump down to. So the people shouted the battle cry and the priests blew the trumpets. When the people heard the sound of the trumpet, they raised a great shout and the wall of Jericho fell down so that the sons of Israel went up into the city. Every man straight ahead climbing over the rubble 
and they overthrew the city. Somebody say hallelujah. Let me close with this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. Last slide. Saints, like the children of Israel, the victories in our lives over great obstacles like the walled city of Jericho are overcome by the grace of God and our adherence to his specific plan of battle, signifying our trust in him. Whatever God told you to do, do it. I've shared this testimony before. Many years ago when my children were small, amen, we lived out here in Amityville. I left the church service and went home. And uh, God kept saying to me, take some oil and circle around your house. And this was about 11 o'clock at night. And, you know, I was like, God, this is silly, man. I, I don't want to do this. This is, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I just was in a hot church. And people were dancing and shouting and everything. And I'm all sweated out in my suit and my Alibaba shoes. And I, I just, you know, I, I just want to go to bed. I just, I got to get up and go to work tomorrow. I don't want to do everything reasoning myself out of what God told me to do. And to the human mind, it would see, it would make sense. I didn't feel like doing it. So I went in the house, but it kept, kept coming to me. Finally, I got the oil and I went around the house at, at night in my suit, sweaty, walking around the yard. In the backyard, we had no lights. So I did that. And nothing happened. There were no sparks. There was no light in the sky. There was no sign of Jesus coming back. You know, there was none of that. About maybe a week later, I get a call from my wife. She says that there's a hostage situation across the street. The police are here. They're telling us to leave the neighborhood. The police went in my house, grabbed my two little children, it was Asa and Cheyenne, Raven was inside her mother's belly still. They took them out. They lived direct over the back fence <laughs> into the next yard and took them away. God knew something was going to happen when I didn't know. And although it seemed silly and didn't make sense to me, he being the omniscient one knew what he was doing, amen, hallelujah, and was preparing me for my Jericho in that situation. And they are still here today, hallelujah, as a testimony to God. Amen, Amen not to, to God. So we don't want to do things for doing them's sake. We want to do whatever the Lord leads us to do. And it will not make sense to other people. And sometimes it won't make sense to you. Saints, I want to encourage you. After you know that you know that you know that it's God. After this impression, after this thought, after this uh, internal spoken word to you, this still small voice speaks to you over and over and over again. You've confirmed that you confirmed that you confirmed that you confirmed that it's God. Then step out on whatever the Lord told you to do, just as he spoke to Joshua and the children of Israel. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. God's grace was evident in his choice of Joshua, Joshua being Yahshua or Jesus. In his use of Rahab, Rahab representing a sinner saved, from, saved by grace. And his supernatural defeat of Jericho, God gave them the city. 
They didn't earn it. He gave it to them. God's requirement for us are to obey his specific plans, signifying a dependence on him. Do we depend on him or do we have our own means? I remember, it's another story you may have heard before, but it is appropriate for this message. I remember being in Texas years ago and God kept speaking to me about getting a new car. And we had just really finished paying off the other car that we had, the white van that many of you have remember and written in and left co- all kind of artifacts in that van. Hallelujah. I had shoes. I had wigs. We had nails. We had chicken wings. We had all kind of things in that van. Hallelujah. We had CDs. S- some we failed to, to give back to you. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But God said get a new car. I wasn't making a lot of money. Church I went down there to start was a failure. I didn't feel too much like I was worthy of a new car or could even pay for it. So I took matters in my own hand. I leaned on the arm of flesh and asked my mother to help get the van fixed. And she being a good mother agreed and we got the van fixed. And it was rolling. Yeah, I must have just missed God on that. You know, this van is rolling now. And then we decided to take a trip to Florida, amen, during our summer vacation. And the van was rolling down there. We got 28 miles to the gallon. Man, this new transmission is great. <laughs> and we, on our way there, we stopped in Atlanta for a day or two. And we're doing great. Then we get down to Florida. I see my friends. We're having a good time because I have a lot of friends down in Florida. Having a good time. Everything's great. Amen. And then we go to see my mother's uh, friend and the woman is like an aunt to me. Amen. We go to her house. We get in the pool. Amen. Barbecue. We're having a good time in Florida. And then we're driving back from Tampa back to our hotel in the Davenport, Florida area. And we see this thing that appears to be like rain on our back windshield. But nobody it's not raining for anybody else. The transmission fluid is spewing out of the car. So much soil, it looks like rain. And the car starts to slow down. We do make it back to our, it wasn't a hotel room, it was a rented uh, condo. We do make it back. But now, I'm in some heavy trouble. We're supposed to drive this van to New York for the rest of our vacation. What am I going to do? I won't go into any further details, but long story short, hallelujah, had I listened to the Lord and got that car, I would never be in that position. My God. That car's a testimony because now it's Ace's car many years later, and the thing still has under 80,000 miles on it. Because all the red did was go to work and come home. Hallelujah. <laughs> And Asa benefits from it. Hallelujah. It's the best purchase we ever made. Why? Because God was in it. Hallelujah. Saints, sometimes we take things into our own hands and we get the consequences of our own choice. I want to encourage you today. Learn from my testimony. I didn't even give you all the details about it. Uh, There's a whole, I could write a book about that whole situation. Amen. I want to encourage you. Do it God's way.
It's so much easier. It, it's, it, it, you'll get the victory. I know we're all smart, we're all intelligent, we all have plans and creativity, and we're all skilled, we, all, we have all these things, amen. But when we listen to the Lord, we will find consistent success. Hallelujah. Glory to God, as, as, as the notification comes up that the Jason kid's trying to become the coach of another team. Anyway, let me continue reading this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God's grace was evident in his choice of Joshua and his use of Rahab and in his supernatural defeat of Jericho. God's requirement for us are to obey his specific plan. And I gave you a testimony about that, signifying our dependence on him and allowing his grace, his unearned, his undeserved, his unmerited favor to do the work. Let him do the work. We overcome the Jericho in our lives by way of grace, the plan, the method, the favor of the Lord Jesus Christ, not by our own methods. Saints, I want to encourage you today, be strong and very courageous for the Lord has given us the city. He has given us the promise. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. That which God has promised us individually and as a church will come to pass. It is a done deal, but we must do it his way even that's a Jericho sometimes I think I'm smarter than God sometimes I think I'm wiser than God sometimes I think God forgot something and I have to help him out how foolish am I but I'm just being real with you because I'm a human being like you are let God do it I'm going to say something that's going to offend y'all again. It's not in your fasting. It's not in your hundred days of prayer to gain more anointing. It's in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. I live a fasted life. Not because he told me, amen, that you live a fasted life. It's, it's just what I feel more comfortable with at this point in my life. Amen. But it's not about that. I spend time with the Lord to get instructions. Amen. Glory to God. But it's not a hundred days of trying to manipulate God to get more anointing. Saints, it's in his grace. God's will is to bless his people. He does not have to have his arm twisted. You don't have to make deals with him. Nor... You don't have to pay for your blessing by getting on the $100 line. Our giving is in a response to some that, that what he gave us through Jesus Christ. Amen. If we sow a little, we reap a little from a standpoint of a, a farming mentality. If we put out a little seed, we're only going to get a little harvest. Amen. But it's not from a standpoint of manipulating God into doing something. I gave $100 so that obligates God to do this. No, God's not obligated to anything. He's God. You give, you give for your own reasons, amen. You're sowing seed that you might get a great harvest, amen. Hallelujah. So I'm all about, I'm, I'm, I'm all forgiving, but not for the reasons of manipulating God. 
Amen. I'm all for spending time with him, but not for the reasons of manipulating him to get more anointing. Amen. God can't be manipulated. Amen. So with all that being said, there is great success that waits all of us. Doesn't mean that we don't go through tough times, that we don't have challenges, that we haven't lost people. That there won't be days where we cry, where we're upset, where we're lonely. But that on the other side of that, there is great promise. Hallelujah. We can look at the life of Job and see that. Hallelujah. So on this Sunday, June 6, 2021, in this year breakthrough, God's preparing us for the breakthrough. It's not something you're going to feel. Not something you want to shout and jump around and all that. Hallelujah. Know that you have been for, I don't even call it a warning. You have been for, it's been foretold to you that the breakthrough is about to happen. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you. More importantly, he wants to encourage you through me to be ready for his move. And it's by his grace. I'm done. Hallelujah. 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 There's many things. I, I, I need to move. I need financial breakthrough. There's ministry. There, there's things I have to do. There's things that I have to do in my service to the church. There's a whole lot of things, but it's only going to be done through the Lord. I can't make it happen. I can lean on him and allow it to happen. Amen. And we've been through a whole lot, all of us. Everybody's, been, everybody's got a testimony of what they've been through. But breakthrough is about to happen. And often God, oftentimes God moves when there are low numbers of people. Where only he can get the glory and the credit for the move. Amen. I think we're set up for a blessing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Real quick, Amen. You were blessed by this message today. Amen. Something rang true with you in your inner man. Hallelujah. You want to be a person that God has plans for. And let me share with you that he does. Amen. You are on this broadcast for a reason because God intended you to be so. Hallelujah. The creator of the universe of heaven and earth. Amen. If that's you, you were impacted, but you know that you don't have a relationship with him. The relationship with God only comes through one person, through Jesus Christ. Amen. The one that came, lived a perfect life, died for our sins, and rose on the third day as the evidence that his death was payment for all of our sins to Father God. Amen. If that is you, you would like to be a part of the family of God. Please, ma'am, please, sir, please, young ma'am, please, young sir, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that on the third day that you rose from the dead as the evidence that your death was full payment and satisfactory payment for my sins. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Now say amen. My friends, if you said those prayers and you said it sincerely, you are saved. You are a person of promise. God has things in store for you. Do it God's way. Lean on him. Trust in him. It's not through your own devices. It is through him that you will find good and lasting success in this life, even in the midst of all that we're going through in the world right now. Success is yours. 
Hallelujah. Welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Real quick, if you would like messages like this, the gospel messages, things that are soaked in the, the, the doctrine of Jesus Christ to continue. Amen. We need your financial support. We still live on earth. Amen. And right now the earth works according to, uh, to money. Amen. Hallelujah. Whether we like it or not. Amen. Hallelujah. But we need your help. Amen. We need your investment. We need your donation. We need your tithe, your offering. Hallelujah. If this is not your church, do not tithe to us. Amen. You can give us an offering. The tithing belongs to your local church. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus tithe was tithed unto us. Amen. And we respond by tithing back unto God. Amen. His tithe to us. God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. Brought about billions of Christians. Amen. Hallelujah. He had a big return. He was sown into the ground and he reaped a great harvest of Christians. Amen. Hallelujah. And maybe some of you today are a part of that. Amen. As you become a part of the family of God. But we need your help to continue to, to preach about Jesus Christ. You can do that in three ways. Bring me the uh, offering slide, please, if it's not on there already. Amen. The first way is you can give online on our website, lwccgrace.org forward slash donations. You can make a financial donation there. Amen. To the Living Waters Christian Center for the furtherance of the gospel. Amen. Once again, that's lwccgrace.org forward slash donations. Thank you in advance. Hallelujah. The second way you can mail in your donation, amen, to the Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. Amen. Once again, that is the Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. You can mail your donations, your investments, your seed there. Amen. We will pick it up and, and place it in the church for you, this good soil for you. Amen. The third way is you can come and join us in person. Amen. We are operating uh, according to safe guidelines. Amen. And we know the guidelines are, 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 are um, change, ever changing. Amen. Hallelujah. And we will adjust. Amen. As we are giving instruction to adjust. Amen. But we, I want to assure you, amen, that this is a safe place to come and worship. We are sitting apart, amen, except for those that live in the same family. We have an overflow room, amen, with a TV in it, amen. Um, we, are, we worship from 11 to 11.30, amen, hallelujah, the Lord, amen. And then we have our word service that we have with you. So please join us if you're in the Amityville area. We're at 15 Albany Avenue, Amityville, New York, 11701. So we'd love to see you here at 11 a.m. on Sundays, amen. So God bless you. Amen. Let me pray over these offerings. Father, God bless these offerings, Lord God. Hallelujah. Let them, hallelujah, reap some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold return, some a million-fold return in the name of Jesus for the upkeep and expansion of your kingdom. Bless your people to be a blessing to others, Lord God, and for, most importantly for the furtherance of the gospel. We thank you today. We praise you. We bless you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, thank you for these offerings and those that gave them. In Jesus' name, amen. So God bless you today. Thank you for joining us. We love you. Most importantly, God loves you. Amen. And there is a promise waiting for you. Allow God to do it in your life his way. And the Jericho, the walls of Jericho in your life will come down. Amen. Whatever large obstacle that's in your life will come down in the name of Jesus. We'll see you next week at 1130. God bless. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.